Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about wealth tax and the movement in the Democratic Party to focus on wealth tax as a way of generating tax revenues to pay for a lot of important programs. So before I get into uh, wealth tax, I'm going to talk about kind of what it means for all of us, kind of how it works, the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, wealth tax proposals. Uh, it's in the news a lot. As a tax attorney, someone who's practiced tax law for almost 10 years, someone has a master's in tax law, always very interested in ideas for raising revenue. Um, this is a little bit unique because it's, it's really penalizing the super rich. So I want to talk about some thoughts on that, uh, impact on all of us, impact on all our investments, even our retirement accounts, and some, some I guess, hidden potential um, drawbacks of, of these proposals. So um, this is not a Democrat, Republican. I'll give you my thoughts at the end, but again, this is kind of bipartisan. I'm just talking about it from a, a tax standpoint, from someone who's a tax lawyer, someone who's interested in tax proposals. I'm not going to, I'm not going to really focus on um, whether, you know, it's a good thing for Democrats or Republicans or how this uh, is going to play out in the election. That's not really what I'm interested in. Uh, this is a bipartisan podcast really talking about how tax proposals, uh, how this proposal wealth tax will work and, and how it could impact all of us. So let's just jump right into it. So basically, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, two very strong progressives in the Democratic primary, um, have, have put forth these wealth tax Proposals as a way of generating billions of dollars uh, or trillions of dollars, I should say, in revenues um, for uh, all of us to pay for some of these wonderful programs they're hoping to uh, provide all of us, like free health care and free schools and free loans and all this stuff. So this is how it's going to work. Elizabeth Warren's proposal, which came out a little while ago, she wants to – she proposes a 2% tax on household assets above $50 million, and 3% for households with assets more than $1 billion. Okay, and these are net assets. This includes everything, cash, stock, real estate. There's a little bit of debate on how it's going to apply. It's going to include debt that's involved with the house. So if you own a, a, an apartment building worth $20 million, bucks, but it's $18 million debt, is that $2 million or $20 million? They're probably going to count it as $20 million because that's kind of what valuations go for. But it talks about a basically net worth tax. And it's there to obviously penalize the super rich because most people don't have $50 million. So Elizabeth Warren's tax, it is proposed to hit about 75,000 uh, people, uh, so to speak, and found some information about this. Uh, 75,000 of the wealthiest families in the country. If this tax was put in place since 1982, and the fortune of the 15 richest Americans would go down by 54%. So it's pretty significant if you have super amounts of wealth. And yes, $50 million is a lot of money. I don't have $50 million. Yeah, I wish I did. And that's the thought process is, hey, you're super rich. You can afford to pay a couple points extra. Don't complain. You should be happy. Tough luck. And fair or not, Bernie Sanders kind of feels the same way. And his tax is a little bit uh, more focused on the super rich, although it actually impacts uh, even less wealthier people. He wants to levy a 1% tax on wealth above $32 million for married couples and then slowly increase the tax for wealthier households. 2% wealth between 50 and 200, 3% wealth, 3% tax on wealth between 250 
And 500, 4% between 500 and a billion, and 5% between 1 and 2.5 billion, 6% from 2.5 to 5 billion, 7% from 5 to 10 billion, 8% on wealth above $10 billion. Okay, so obviously it's a lot of money, and it's hard to sit here and say someone doesn't agree with taxing someone who has a billion dollars or 500 million or 7 billion. I understand, and that's why it plays off pretty well. I've seen polls that say 61% of people approve this, Americans approve this. Great. But one thing to remember is there's repercussions for this tax on all of us. So let me give you some examples. Assume someone has $50, $60 million in net worth, and that includes a business. So maybe they have a private business that even though they're only taking a salary of four or $500,000, someone is valued at $40 million. Okay, There's a lot of fintech companies that have very few revenue under a million dollars of revenue, or even lose money but have a billion-dollar valuation or $50 million valuation, $30 million valuation. Now these people have potentially under Senator Warren and Senator Sanders' tax proposals, they have to pay tax, whether it's 1%, 2%. they got to come up with 1% of $50 million is money. Okay, they got to come up with that money, and they're going to have to pay the tax on that. And where are they going to get that money? Their company – doesn't pull off a lot of cash. Yeah, it has a high valuation, but it doesn't mean it's got a lot of cash flow, available cash in the bank. What happens? So how do you go sell private stock in a company? Maybe they have a house that has a big mortgage on it. They have other expenses. It's not going to be so easy, even if you have $50 million or $30 million in valuation. It doesn't mean it has cash. It doesn't mean you have $50 million in cash in the bank account. All it means is you have a net wealth of 50 million, which doesn't mean anywhere near 50 million in, in actual liquid assets. It can actually mean under a million dollars in liquid assets for a lot of people. I'm not talking about CEOs of public companies. I'm talking about just business owners of private businesses or even real estate developers that may own a bunch of businesses, a building, excuse me, that are uh, basically leveraged up. 85, 90% leverage. Maybe the buildings together have a net value of 60 million. But maybe there's only a million and a half of cash in there because it's all um, the money's there to serve as the mortgage. You're going to force these people to sell their building and pay the tax. It's kind of like the issue we had back 20 or so years ago with the farms and estate planning when the estate tax uh, didn't carve out for family-owned farms and, and farms were going bankrupt and families were having to sell their farms that have been in their family hundreds of years because of this estate tax. So we could have similar issues. Now, if you're a CEO of a public company and you have $100 million of stock in, in a company uh, and now you've got to dump the stock to pay the tax because that's your only source of liquid cash, that could impact all of us. That could impact shareholders. It could impact the economy. It could impact equity markets. Um, and the question now becomes not whether it's fair or not, but are there better ways to tax people? Are there better ways to generate revenue? that can pay for all these important programs? And are we over-penalizing the rich, the super rich? The super rich pay income tax like us, pay property tax, they pay state tax, they pay sales tax, okay? And they pay an estate tax when they pass away. So they're already getting taxed. We have a graduated tax system where it's gradual. The lower income you earn, the less tax you pay. As you make more money, you pay more taxes. It's a fair system. It's it's worked. Tax rates, the highest tax rate's gone up 70 or so percent, and now it's down to about 37 percent. Um, but again, it's based off income. If you make $50,000 a year, you're not going to pay 37 percent tax. So these people are super rich. They've worked hard for it. They haven't stolen the money. They've earned it. That's the American way. Uh, they've generated it. They've added value to our economy, to society. 
Yes, they're super rich. Yes, there's an estate tax that will stop them or at least limit them from, from generation wealth preservation. Okay, so there are some limits in place. There's an estate tax, once you're over $11.5 million, you're looking at an estate tax of almost 40% if you include some state taxes. So these people are getting taxed. Um, they're not getting a free ride. Okay, do we want to impose another tax on these people? Uh, the progressive Democrats say yes. A lot of other people say no. I'm not going to sit here and say whether I agree or not. I'm just kind of presenting the facts. That's for all of you to decide. But is there a better way to generate this revenue? Um, I'm not sure. Um, but it's important to note that there's consequences to just telling someone with $100 million that they got to come up with a million dollars in taxes, okay, or $2 million in taxes or, or whatever the number is. There are repercussions. Some people just don't have that cash lying around. There's a lot of entrepreneurs I know of that have a valuation in their business of 50 plus million dollars. They're, they're tech companies. They literally are losing money. They have no cash. They barely can, can pay their, their employees, but they have a high valuation, okay? Now, these people, if you stuck a 1% tax on 50 million bucks, they would not be able to pay it, okay? Uh, they couldn't even pay a, a $100,000 tax. So this is a problem. I don't think they've thought about this. There's also going to be ways to get around this. Rich, super rich people are not stupid. Uh, there's tax planning. There's always ways, whether it's irrevocable trusts um, or other strategic tax planning. There's going to be a way to minimize this. Um, I understand the, the thought, the process is, hey, you got a couple billion, you got 100 million, you got 50 million. It, the extra 500 grand or a million or 5 million in taxes, not going to kill you. Give it up. This is going to raise trillions of dollars. Um, tough luck. You're rich. Suck it up. It's hard to, it's hard to argue with that. Um, it's, and, and again, it's, it's, that's why they're pushing this forward. It, it's tough to argue. Everyone, even if you're rich, can, you got 20 million in the bank. You say, well, I'm pretty lucky. I worked hard. Yes, but I'm lucky. I think any any business person will tell you you need a little luck. And especially if you made a billion dollars, you're probably super smart and also a little bit lucky. And maybe you should give it back to all of us. Is it the American way? Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe it wasn't in the past and maybe it's going to be in the future. But either way, uh, these proposals have some popularity, definitely within the progressive side and also maybe with middle class uh, Americans. So we'll kind of see how this plays on the election. But either way, there will be consequences as tax, uh, not just to the rich, but to all of us, too, who are investing in the equity markets, retirement money or not, um, to force people to potentially dump stock to pay this tax, especially uh, small business owners that could have a high market valuation with their business or their real estate and or even a, a, a IP. Let's say you develop something that maybe is worth a lot of money, but you haven't really been able to monetize it, but someone's put a high valuation, uh, what do you do? The next question is who values it? You, do you have one valuator, two? How independent are they? How many valuations do you need? It gets a little bit murky. Um, there's also a proposal, Bernie Sanders put a proposal that tax wealth tax returns above a certain threshold, they're automatically audited at any point, always, 100% audit if you have over, let's say, a billion and then it, it kind of drops from there. So it's going to create more work for the IRS, which get more government jobs, good or bad, but more audits for all of us um, as well, not just the, the super rich probably. But again, these are things that people need to think about. Um, net, net worth is not cash. A lot of people have a high net worth but are cash poor. They barely can pay their, their mortgage. But 
on paper they're worth $30 million. You, you can own a penny stock, right? There's penny stocks that have a market cap of $60 million or $50 million. Um, they, they have no revenues. And if you own 60% of that penny stock, you have $40 million of net worth. Big deal. You, the, the penny stock, it's toilet paper. It's not worth anything. But now you're stuck paying Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders tax on 1% of the $40 million value and it's worthless. So this is stuff people aren't thinking about it. I'm just trying to bring it forward. This needs to be flushed out, uh, whether it gets passed or not, or whether this becomes law at any point. Uh, there, there's, there's repercussions, consequences, and trust me, taxpayers, uh, the smart ones, will have answers for this. Okay, so it's not just oh, we're going to raise two trillion dollars. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to pay for free school, free loans, free education. We're all set now, free for everyone, uh, which is sounds great. But uh, how are we going to pay for that? And is this the best way to pay for that? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'd love to have $100 million. Uh, but again, it doesn't mean you have $100 million in the bank. It means you are tied up in assets that maybe you have a net value of $100 million. Maybe they're in illiquid private equity funds where there's a five-year holdup. Can't get the money up. Okay? You, maybe you put some money in a private equity fund. It's showing it's really a strong investment. But hey, it's tied up. Uh, and yes, I understand it doesn't. it's not popular to defend people with $100 million. Uh, but again, it doesn't mean you have $100 million in the bank. It means that you have a net value of $100 million, uh, which is a lot. I'm not saying these people are poor and have to worry about you know, going out for dinner, paying their, their uh, rent. But I know people, trust me, I do know people that have a net worth based off their business of over $50 million and, and they're not rich on paper. They're rich on paper. They're not rich. Uh, they have no, hardly any cash in their pocket because it's a losing business that potentially may be worth a lot of money. So again, just some things to think about. Uh, yeah, I wish all of us could have $100 million uh, net worth, and maybe that's the worst thing to pay 1% tax, but there, there's other things to consider. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, thanks for listening, watching. Uh, subscribe to our channel. It's a weekly podcast. If you have thoughts, ideas, questions, I'd uh, love to hear from you. Thanks again.